This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. So good morning, everybody. How about we just let this play a little while, yeah. huh? It's my favorite Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. Change partners, and that's what we're doing. Vance McDonald what? was seen with a sling on his arm. Oh, I thought you canned me. Yeah, yeah. What, what did I can you? Well, I thought there would be somebody else partnering with you, no, George. No, 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 no. Who well, that's it? what I, you know, you took it ah, for, yeah, you know? Did, you know, come on. Come on. How could I change partners? That's uh, what I'm But thinking. the Steelers have changed partners. I mean, like 40 years of friendship. Yeah, that's right. What, 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 do you, what do you... Just write down the tubes. Yeah, what... what You're trying a little, little, a little like, uh, incognito message here, huh? No, I'm oh. talking about the tight ends. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the tight ends. Do you know that we traded for Nick Vanette? Yes, from I the do Seattle know that. Seahawks. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's why I got the song changed partners. Okay. Well, good. I was just a little bit, yeah. know, a little miffed. Miffed by what? Because of the fact that I thought you were changing partners. All right. I uh, we're talking about the tight ends, and I uh, got you now. Yeah, yeah. So you you brought in a new tight end, Nick Vanette from the Seattle Seahawks, and for a fifth round draft pick. I think that was a great trade. You know, everybody's saying, oh, man, you know, the Steelers are trading away their draft picks. And, you know, the, the uh, uh, you know, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, if you need a first-round draft pick, you need a first-round draft pick for a quarterback. Uh, listen, I think these two trades were great. Uh, you know what? I, I looked – I went back and looked looked at my notes on Dick Van, Nick Van Nett and I and I uh, you could say Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. I, don't, I don't know why that just yeah, came in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, Dick Van Dyke, and <laughs> fifth round so, draft pick. So, so here, here's here, here's what I got out of him: good hands, good routes, fast, physical. So this is I a like good, those notes. Yeah, for a, for a for a fifth round draft pick, and and make if it's uh, Patrick, we're gonna get back. We're gonna get onto him later on in the show. But right, uh, you, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta make these trades. One of the things that Kevin Colbert always says is, if we have an opportunity to better our team, to better the roster, we're, we're right? gonna take that. And, Absolutely, and, and that's and that's it. Now, I don't know how, uh, I, I I don't know how bad Vance is. Uh, it leads me to believe it's worse than I thought. Worse than I thought. I, 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 I thought he, I, I thought maybe he had a bruised AC joint, strained AC joint. Right. Uh, but um, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, and I mean, it, it, it may be all those, but it's going to obviously be some time because yeah. you don't expend a, a draft choice 
to better yourself in that area unless you think, yeah, maybe it's going to be a little bit longer. Right, yeah. The other thing it also says, your confidence isn't as great in the other guys. Well, uh, you know, to, I, to me, I, 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 to I, a degree, you're, you know, I, I think you're right, you know, and uh, you got X Man and Zach Gentry uh, as uh, the two guys that that picked up for Vance, uh, and, and you know what, uh, uh, the X Man had a couple of nice blocks. He had a couple he of nice blocks. He did, uh, he had uh, a especially catch. on Kwan Alexander. Right, uh, he he almost knocked them down. He almost pancaked them. There's no question in my mind that I think Xavier Grimble can be a, a good tight end in the right. NFL. It yeah. would be a quality tight end. Yeah. But he's got to prove it on a week-in, week-out basis. Like, we understand. As former players, that's what you do. Right. You've got to be able to maintain that sort of discipline and playing excellence from one week to another. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of what he's got to overcome. Right. And, uh, the ups and, and downs. Yeah. And uh, – and, and so you, you've got Zach Gentry, the back, the backup now, and at six eight, you know he does look remind you of Jesse James. Uh, True, and and he's got you know, but you know the, we we got to see. You know, one of the things I'm thinking about, if I'm Mason Rudolph, you can't miss that guy. No, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's hard. Yeah, I, I, what did Mike Tomlin say in camp that yeah, one time? Hey, uh, that's the catch by a six eight guy. If you you can't go up and get the ball, you might as well be six <laughs> three. Yes. Right. Don't waste the tallness. That's right. On don't, a guy that's not going to pull it down. Yeah, don't waste your tallness. Uh, and I'm, you know what I mean. I, I, if I'm Mason Rudolph, I, I'm looking for him because he's got that huge wingspan. And uh, maybe you you know you you get you get into a rhythm with him and get a flow. Uh, you know one of the things you you got to get into is is a flow. You got to get into a rhythm and and you know and, and I'm not worried about Mason Rudolph. I think the, uh, you know this Monday night uh, he he kind of gets into that. I think that uh, you know he's he's got that one game under his belt. Uh, you know in the first half. Struggled a little bit, but the second half, uh, he, he, he was, was getting into yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's unfortunately where things went kibosh in the fourth quarter. But the yeah. fact is, you started to see him manifest that great talent that he's got. And right. I think he's got great talent. Yeah. I do, personally. Yeah. Watching this guy. And one of the things I love about him is, you know, and especially I was talking last night with, um, with Terrell. And he was talking about the fact Mason is one of these guys who he goes to bed at the same time, he studies, you know, he's he's very, you know, he, he's, he's Brady-ish in his work habits. He's a his, football junkie. Yeah, he is. That's he's he's, he's disciplined yeah. in his personal lifestyle to benefit his professional right. uh, desires to accomplish. Right, right. So, you know, he, he, uh, 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 he, he, he prepares hard. He practices hard. Are you okay? I, this well, shoulder's well, killing me. Well, I don't know what well, I did. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's well. What have I had done? Yeah, I haven't I done? Yeah, right. You know, what I mean. So you you probably tore your rotator cuff. Yeah, but why is it hurt in the front? Oh, then it's the bicep tendon. It's the bicep tendon. Yeah, you might have tore your bicep tendon. No, no, partially. No, no. If if you if you if you full tore your bicep would roll down, and it would be down at your elbow. Uh, yeah, it's there, got, yeah, nothing. that's right. Yeah, but 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 it's painful. Oh, you know what? You probably have what biceps tendonitis. Really? Yeah, because bicep tendon. Up here? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Huh. You know, 
my biceps were my bicep both my bicep tendons were shredded in 89 and I used to get the cortisone shots every week and get oh, the xylocaine shots. Yeah, you know, but it it it, it allowed me to play. Well, true. Yeah, yeah. True, but that's I, disgusting. You know, he shot him in the front and then in the back, and you were laughing at me because it hurt so bad. Uh, you know, And what are you going to do? Yeah, that's I mean, right. Yeah, you were laughing at me. But anyways, <laughs> getting back getting back to uh, to Mason Rudolph. Talk about being callous. Yeah, well, you know what? Hey, Look at Dutch. He's yeah. getting shots in the front yeah. and the back let's of the go, shoulder. Let's, ah! go, let's, let's go laugh at him. Um, <laughs> let's go around and laugh at you him. Know, uh, but... The when you would complain or I would complain about about an injury. Oh yeah. The retort was, I'm sorry, I only have enough sympathy, sympathy for myself. myself. <laughs> right? You know, yes. th- that was it. And uh uh and then Webby used to say something, but we yeah. can't say it on the air. Yeah. Uh, uh uh if you're looking for sympathy, it's between two words right. that are not very good yes. uh, in the in the dictionary. Right. Um and so anyways, uh you know, but but getting back to um Mason Rudolph, uh, you know, I think that I think he's gonna gonna be fine. I, I, I really think he's gonna be fine. Uh but you know, in that conversation, how do you turn around 0-3? How do you turn it around? Uh, specifically, I'm talking about, uh, you know, figuratively and theoretically. You know, how do you turn uh, an 0-3 around? It starts with real simple building blocks. Right. Offensively, it's called getting a first down. Right. You know what I mean? And that really, in my mind, is how you've got to equate this thing to getting the very basic baby steps, right, as, right. as Bill Murray would say. Yeah. All right? Yeah, I mean, you've got to take those— What about Bob? Yeah, what about Bob? Yeah. You would want to take those baby steps because, look, they've been they've not had more than, I think, three third-down conversions each and every week. Right. I mean, just three of them. You're talking about 25%, 20 between twenty and thirty percent. That's that's not winning football. Yeah. You know, you've got to be able to create some first downs and some continuity and get some time of possession. Your defense is wearing down right. simply because of the fact they're out there for so long. Yeah. You know, that's you can't get off the field defensively. Well, it's probably there's something to do with the fact that offensively you've been very anemic. Yeah. And even when you scored in a couple of big plays like that. That's not enough time for your defense to re- regroup and re- uh, and revamp after a first half where they're out there a long time. It's hard. Baby steps are down the hall. Baby steps around the the office. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. Baby steps. Well, here here's one. I, I you know, I, I think it is the simplistic of things. Stop the run and run the ball. Run the ball. And stop the run. Now, I, I read a couple stats today as I was reading um, uh, articles in the uh, uh, Post Gazette and the Tribune View. The Steelers are 28th versus the run uh, in the NFL versus stopping the run. 139 yards per game. And they are 29th in running the ball, 64 yards yeah. per game. I saw those. And that's not Steeler football. No. That is not Steeler football. You know, Steeler football is run the ball, stop the run. Uh, you know, be physical 
impose your will onto the will of your opponent, and there nothing, nothing says imposing your will better than running the ball and stopping the run. And they haven't done that. No, they haven't. And uh, uh, you know, and, and and you know, let's 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 take the offensive side of the ball. Okay, we got to run the ball, and so to turn around, you've got to you've got to start. Uh, Coming off the ball, you got to put your hand in the dirt. Yeah, you know. A three-point stance. Yeah, yeah. Control the ball. Creates that low, rising yeah. blow. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, Talk body. about it. Talk well, about it. Well, the whole thing is the body form. And Chuck Knoll espoused this from way back, from day one, the first time we ever met him. And it right. was always about the rising blow wins. Right. Yeah. The guy who has the uh, the inside hands inside rising blow right. wins and that means to come under and up how yeah. many times did you hear under and up i mean people say up and under no no it was under, under and, and up, up. Right. you climb the body you climb the body same foot same shoulder right. all those things those little snippets that chuck used to talk about daily yeah. multiple times yeah. daily those are the things that are foundational blocks to successful blocking i i remember he said touch if you take a bucket step, you're never going to take that guy off the ball. And I went, he goes, roll off the front foot. Exactly. And then the next play, I rolled off the front foot in practice. The front foot? <laughs> the front foot. Uh, and it worked. Right. Yeah. And, and when it worked, I went, oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. That's when the light bulb comes out. Right, right, right. You right. have that bit of success, and you go, okay, now I get it. I understand what under and up means, not right. just up and under. Right. You know, because so many times I've heard that, up and under. No, no, no. It's backwards. It's, yes, exactly. It's under it's and up. under yeah. and up. Uh. And those are those are the baby steps about blocking that are just, they, they don't seem to manifest themselves today's, in today's football. Well, they and don't I run think, the ball that way. Right now, the Steelers have to get back to the very basic building blocks of what blocking is, and, and that part of that and parcel to me in my mind is the low under and up attitude the right. same foot same shoulder rolling over that front foot have give yourself an opportunity to take some guys off the line of scrimmage yeah uh, you know and and when you run the ball effectively you control the clock and you control the tempo of the game uh you got to come off the ball uh and uh and, and the Steelers Last year, ran the ball well inside the counter trap, the inside zone, the tight end power. Right. Uh, you know they can do it. Yeah, you know we've you seen do. it happen. You, you got to go back to what you do best. Uh, and you know one of the one of the things is, you know this is basic, but hat on a hat, stay on your block. Right. You know hat and on a hat. The block. Yeah, finish the block. You know what they uh, they they got a whistle for a purpose. Yeah. You know. Um, You've got to get a hat on a hat, and then you got to lock out. Nobody locks out anymore. You, you know, you know, you know the the arm locked out. It, it's you're you talking know, about the outside zone stuff. Or? Yeah. Well, well, in blocking, you know what we used to. Well, do, we would rip the rack. Right. Right. Yeah. You rip, boom. Yeah, and then you would lock out. Yeah, that's how you you know lock out your arm. Well, then you try to ragdoll them. Right. Right. You right. Know, the steering wheel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah. Uh, but you know. <laughs> Uh, sound effects are important right. anytime yeah. you're describing do, do, good blocking. Do, do, do the well, sound you gotta effects. Go, boom, right. boom, 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 boom. 
you gotta go boom boom because slowing it down v is like when you push pull to the left boom is to push pull to the right v boom is when you throw them down so that's that's what this sounds like yeah that's pretty much it yeah that's been my experience yeah 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 your experience are you experienced uh anyways what you know you you've got to finish the block you know that's what chuck used to say finish it finish it raleigh used to say finish it finish it there's a whistle for a reason blackie used to say finish it finish it right uh finish the block and today today's nfl they don't finish the blocks uh you know you know they they just get into them so let me ask you something are we old school curmudgeons who were just wailing needlessly into the air on a microphone lamenting the loss of some of the basic blocking skills that have gone the you know as the chief would say have become passe yeah yeah i I think it has been passe i think part of it passe passe yeah yeah passe well well, you know i'm not a french guy you you're a french guy i know you're 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 but when you recant the story of you and the chief yeah you always say passe yeah because the the chief had a little flair too yeah yeah yeah. when uh what what wolf was saying was when um when uh, the chief was in the hospital i went to visit him and uh, uh, it was after the strike, um, and it was two years after the strike, it, a year and a half after the strike. It was in the off season in 1989, and I went in, and, and, he's, and, and he was just at the league meetings, and he said, Tunch, you and Danny, he's talking about his son, like we're peers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not. I, I, uh, he signs my checks. Uh, and he goes, you and Danny, you got to get the two sides together. We got to do what's good for the game, uh, you know, and he said, uh, I said that at the league meetings, and they looked at me like I was passe. And uh, <laughs> There you go. Now yeah. you, the flare just came back naturally. Yeah, well, right, right, right. Uh, and that, that was uh, what it was. Um, and, uh, 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 you know, going back to is offensive line play as we knew it passe, I would say to an extent, yes, uh, you know, yes, you know, teams are, you know, and if you, you, you got, one of the things is you got to be a little bit more explosive and you've got to, you know, take the guy off and under and up, under and up, as Chuck used to say, and, and uh, climb them. Uh, and that means get your feet going and take them off the ball. Absolutely. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe you can't do that anymore uh, because of the, you know, the well, headbutts. Part yeah. of the zone blocking scheme, too. I mean, everything out of a two-point, I, I don't know how you get, you know, motoring out of a two-point. but No, you can't. I, it's more about stretching laterally. I get it. Yeah. You know, the east-west versus the north and south. But at the same time, you saw San Francisco. They, they went some north-south. Right, yeah. You know, they went after you a little bit north-south. Yeah, they did. And I think you can still – there's still, to me, that argument you can make – you can get the job done driving people off the ball. Right. I don't care if you're 375. I've, we played against 375. Okay. That happens. You 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 got to be lower and you got to right. use better technique and you got to stay after it and you you crack the rock through repetitive going after a guy and, and, and staying after it and then you know other good things happen. Right. But I I, I don't understand why they say you can't do it every week. I, you know, it, it's not like we were the biggest. Right, you know, no, we were we two seventy. Were, we, we weren't. I was. I would never you got were, to be. 270. No, you weren't. But I was. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then I, I would have loved to be two seventy. 
Oh, you got to be in the offseason. But then you yeah. remember you called me from San Francisco, actually, in the offseason. You go, I feel like a barrel with broomstick on Because <laughs> you were like, you'd bulked up to ate your way to, with ice cream up yeah. to like 270. Yeah, or right, right. And then, you know, one year I, I, I reported at camp at 270. And then within one week, I was 260. Yeah. I was going, yeah, it yeah, stinks. It went down yeah, real yeah. quick. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, and, uh, you know, what are the things also from a, a philosophical uh, perspective, you got to stay patient with the run. Oh, you do. You got to stay through and if they and, and, and if they load the box, throw the quick stuff. Throw the Absolutely. quick stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss more of this. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. You got to let it go. You got to let this one go. ELO, fire on high. Ooh, that's pretty yeah. nice. I like that. Yeah, and... Uh, those guys, they, that's like an extra, like a, the whole orchestra symphony right. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's electric? I mean, if, you know, you got the tuba, that's not electric. No, but Electric Light Orchestra is the name of the band. Right, but yeah. I mean, the orchestra is supposed to be light. So, anyways, uh, you got you to gotta play it out till the, I told you, you got to, you, you can't, you got to go right into it. Yeah. Right. This is already a minute and a half into the song. I know, I, I know. It. Yeah, yeah. It takes, you know, the songs of the 70s. Here it is. This. All right, now that guitar is electrified. Yeah. You know, it's got one of those pickups on it. This was one of my favorite songs, which was one of my favorite Psych Me Up songs before games. This? Yeah. You know, you're like Ray Penny. Remember Ray Penny? I go, what's the Psych Up song? Well, how about Mellow Yellow? No, this, call me Mellow is, Yellow. This, this, but this is a good... Is it? This yeah, is a, I, you know, it's, it's a driving guitar solo. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, not well, like, well, you know, well, Stones, you know, you get I, I maybe a, some ACDC back in the I, day. I, I didn't like ACDC. Uh, you yeah, know, I didn't like DC. That was, you know, a little Blue Oyster Cult, that sort of thing. Yeah. But More but Cowbell. It, yeah. More cowbell. How about Ray Penny, though? Do you remember that? Ray, what do you like? What gets you psyched up? I like uh, Donovan. Uh, Donovan. Uh, Mellow Yellow. Mel- what? They call me Mellow yeah. Yellow. I couldn't believe that. It absolutely said everything about Ray's personality. Yeah. All right. Well, this you know? is this is a good song. I, I like it. And and they used it for CBS Sports Spectacular. Oh, true. Uh, so that you know, that's that's how I found out what the song was. Okay. Fire and high. Anyways, uh, but still not electrified tubas. Yeah, I mean, well, you know. I just think that if you're going to call yourself an electric light orchestra, you ought to have an electrified stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, Greg, does that make sense? Uh, does that not make sense? No. Tell them no. I guess no. you can call it. It's like TSO, but year round. Yeah. What's TSO? I don't know. Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. Trans- in the music Cyber. biz. All right. So, T-S-O, yeah. E-L-O, that, uh, you know. You know, okay. uh, 
you Continue. are you are a musical snob. <laughs> you are. <laughs> You are a musical Stevie snob. Stevie Ray You're, Vaughan, yeah, that's baby. Right, that's right. If, if it's not Stevie Ray Vaughan, it ain't worth it. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm sorry. I don't agree with you. You sound a little miffed. Uh, uh, all right. No, I'm miffed not miffed. I'm not, I'm not, but you, you are a, a, a rock and roll snob. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the locker room. He's Wolf. I'm touched. I don't like the, the Beatles. Yeah, well, you know, everybody loves the Beatles. The Beatles are. How about the Ruddles? Huh? Remember the, them? Who the Ruddles? The Ruddles. That was that like uh, offbeat band that they, you know, made up like it was like the Beatles, but it was a comedy. I don't remember. Yeah, it was the Ruddles. All right. A- anyways, uh, welcome back to the locker room. So what? One of the things we were talking about uh, is to get back to turn zero and three around. Uh, you've got to run the ball and stop the run. Now, right. uh, in an article by Chris Adamski today in the uh, Tribute Review, he, he quoted uh, Cam Hayward and uh, and Terrell Edmonds talking about, you know, we got to stop the run, yes. and we got to. And then T.J. Watt said we got to set the edge, and especially against outside zone guys and. One of the things that 49ers do very well is they get to the edge. They and do. We talked about that last week. Absolutely. And, and uh, TJ addressed uh, yeah. it too when he yeah. said, "You can't play hero ball." You know, you can't. Cam over- said that. All right. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was TJ, yeah. but he I got said it wrong. you can't play hero ball. All right, and what so does that mean? You, well, it's simply trying to do too much. It's right. taking responsibility for gaps or whatever outside your responsibility. Yeah. And when you do that, you create a vulnerable. Gap in the defense. Yeah, everybody's got to get their fit. Right. And yeah. I, again, I was talking with Terrell Edmonds last night. He said we've just not been getting our fits the way we need to on each and every play, and that's been problematic. And Cam Hayward was talking about you've got to play gap disciplined, and what that means is gap disciplined. If you've got the left gap to your the the ins, the outside gap or the inside gap of your offensive lineman. Uh, say you're playing defensive tackle on the uh, uh, defensive end on the offensive tackle, you've got the inside gap. So you've got to control that gap, and you can't run around the block. You can't run under the block. And if you do, Chuck used to say, if you're, if you're going to guess, you better guess right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he would. But, you know, that includes the, the, the outside guys. You've got to be careful not to run a high arc right. when they when they run that outside zone at you or the trap. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that to me that was frustrating because you saw that happen yeah. several times. Yeah, and I know. I mean, and then it leaves such a big gap between the three technique right. if they're if they're in an even front or um, you or know if the eagle down right if they're eagle down or or the scraping backer who's yeah. somebody's got to get it. Yeah, and uh, one of the things uh, the 49ers did really well. Not only did they run the outside zone, but they ran the counter trap and the lead. Yeah, uh, and they they have uh, a, a fullback that is kind of in beast mode. Uh, Kyle Uzcheck, and he did a great. I mean, he tossed uh, Minka. Uh, Fitzpatrick, did you see that one play where he just tossed him? I I don't remember. Yeah, it was it was significant but you know part of it was minka uh going over the top of him and he just you know let his momentum pushed his momentum and right uh, yeah it was well use check is is a excellent 
blocking back. Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that tries to cream you. Yeah. And uh, you know, you got to take him seriously. It's not like Devlin is one of those guys that positions. Yeah. Yuschek is one of these guys that's going to try to hurt you. Right. Yeah. He's going to try to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, and you know what? One of the things is the Steelers. You know, when you're behind and stopping the run, everyone's going to try and run the ball on you. Uh, and uh, Chris uh, pointed out in this article that uh, the Steeler opponents run on them 48% of the time. 48% of the time. And, uh, yep. you know, it, it, that's significant. You it know? is. Yeah, and, and, and one of the things is because we can't stop the run, people are going to keep running the ball on us. And uh, you you go back to what is Steeler football, and it is running the ball and stopping the run. I mean, that has been the identity of this team for years and years and years. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously the last couple of years we've been throwing the ball a lot more because, you know, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right, and you're going to do that. Yeah, but uh, right now uh, you you got to start, you know. You've got to get back to the basics of it. Yeah. You know, and I think – one of the things that's important was I thought, at least looking at uh, some of the plays, I think they ran 22 or 23 running plays, Steelers, and 27 pass plays. Right. It's closer to 50-50 than we've been in a long time. Right, right. You know, and I think you've got to stay close to that. And it was obvious you got to go a little more pass because you're behind, Yeah. you know, at the end. But the point is you've got to develop more of a running game. Right. You know, that just mm. – And when you're, when you're balanced, you know – it, it opens up everything. You know, it opens up the play-action pass. It opens the drop-back. It opens the quick stuff. It opens, you know, and you you, you want to, and, and, you know, we're playing an opponent uh, in on Monday night that's going to load the box. Uh, this, you know, the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals like to put five men up front. They're, they're a 4-3 team, 4-3 over and under, but they, they stand Car- Carlos Dunlop up, and then they move up Sam Hubbard, uh, onto the line of scrimmage right. uh, on the outside linebacker, and they're they're standing up. It almost looks like a double eagle uh, or a three four defense. But then you'll see uh, Sam Hubbard drop back, and they'll shift over, and then it's a four three over, and it's a four three under. So they run both the over and the under. And uh, four three over is when the uh, the three defensive linemen, the nose tackle who is shade. And the the three technique, which is outside the guard uh, in the guard tackle trap, and then the defensive end is uh, stuck on the tight end. That's an over defense. And when and he stands sh- up, you said. Well, not all, not not always. Sure. Sometimes, uh, sometimes when when Hubbard walks back up, they both stand up. Uh, it's really kind of an interesting. They they, they like a five bigs approach, uh, and they do that. Is that the, like the old Tim Harris, the monster? Yeah. Well, they they used to call it. Oh gosh, what did they call? What it? was that? The elephant. Oh, the elephant. The, yeah, that's, that, that's that's what they they monster used to call elephant. it. The elephant. Yes. Yeah, uh, the elephant, and uh, and so the that's the the designated pass rusher, and that's back to. Uh, um, Bill Walsh and the San Francisco 49ers. Right. And then Mike Holmgren used it uh, with uh, 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 with the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, they the, – the, Right. Yeah. I remember Charles Haley was that guy for a while. Yeah, and Burnett. Uh, I think it was not, – not Burnett. I, I'm, I'm 
no, Blanken. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways. But it was Tim Harris. Yeah. Then, Tim and, Harris with the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, well, Haley was with the 49ers. Yeah, and too. Alex Haley, uh, or uh, Charles Haley. Haley was that, and Tim Harris was that with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but he was never that with uh, Green Bay because when he was with Green Bay, they didn't uh, play the elephant. They, they didn't play no. the elephant. Uh, but I remember him being in Green Bay because we used to, when I was in Minnesota, we used to have an alien call. Right. They right. said he looked like an alien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, uh, he, I thought it was yeah, funny. It, it was you know, funny. I mean, it, it was funny. All right. Uh, uh, let's take a break uh, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in a locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. I... We're back. He's Wolf. I'm touching. You're in the locker room. And so, yep. so we were uh, we were talking about getting back to the run and stopping the run. Um, and you know, one of the things, uh, uh, you know, Cincinnati's zero and three. Cleveland is one and two. Baltimore is two and one. Now. We've got Cincinnati at home and Baltimore at home. If you can win these two games, you're on the road to turning it around. Sure. And uh, and and I and I I just think that you know it's you know it's not over till it's over. Right. You know, so many people are jumping ship and saying, "Okay, this is this is done." Um, and I don't and I don't think it is done. I, I you know this team has. A lot of talent. They just haven't been playing well. So, will this be the turnaround on, uh, you know, C- Cincinnati, then uh, Baltimore? You know, if you get two in a row, it, you can turn this thing around. Well, there's no question, but it starts with one win. Yeah. Winning begets winning. Right. Stacked wins beget confidence, which right. carries on to more wins. Right. Look, it's, it's cyclical. The whole thing is just... It's about winning and getting on that roll. You got to have that one. Right. And right now, the manifestation of that one win, I think, is your best chance is Cincinnati Monday night. I know, because st- they stink. Yeah, they stink, but Monday night football is also pretty good for you, and Monday night football at home is even better. Right. Okay. Right. So, historically, the Steelers play well yeah. at home on Monday night football. Yeah. Although, Andy Dalton. Through for over 400 yards against Seattle. Well, don't be a Debbie Downer. Yeah, now. I'm just telling you. All right, you're being a, you're being a Debbie I'm not, Downer. I'm not that. being a Debbie. You are. Downer. You just threw hot a hot bucket of water. I on me. I'm just being realistic. You, you get scalded. I'm, I'm just being realistic. You know, the, you've got to play well. And, you do, and and but you know. Let me let me just say this: and they, if you they're going to be hat. Yeah, they don't run the ball very right. well, and and okay? they don't stop the run. No, very and well. we've had experience with stopping, uh, you know, since the Bengals, and they don't have AJ Green. Right, right, uh, and and they don't but have John Ross, and they don't. Right. Yeah, that John Ross is fast. He's and, averaging and, twenty-two yards a catch. And but then, aside from that, yeah, and then and 
Tyler Eifert is not Tyler Eifert anymore. Uh, Tyler Boyd is pretty darn good. He is and, good. Uh, 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 and, um, you know, C.J. He's really Husman. become a good, good yeah, uh, she, complete receiver. C.J. Husmanzada. Uh, Usama, no, Uzama. Uz- Uzama. Uzama. But you Usama. combined a couple yeah. of yeah. – Man, oh, man. Yeah, that's right. TJ – yeah. I could – you know that <laughs> TJ. I should have gotten the concussion. Uzama. I should have gotten the concussion lawsuit, right. but I forgot. True. All right, uh, let's go to the phones. It's 412-919-1316. Let's go to uh, <laughs> Mayor Mike in Virginia. Help us, Mayor Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Tucker Wolf? Yeah. How you doing, brother? Uh, I was listening to the game, um, to the uh, the after game, and I was listening to Stan and um, and Charlie Batch. Uh-huh. And one thing I can say about those guys, I call those guys, I call you guys like the good, and I call Stan and uh, Charlie Batch like the bad and the ugly, because they will definitely pinpoint guys out that's 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 not playing well. And and you know, as I know, you guys can break down film, but as fans, we got replay and we go back and watch the game and I, I guess that's the coach of me to go back and, and right. see the game and, and I see that uh, between Barron and Bush and Bush, Bush, he kind of gets a pass because I understand he right, kind of reminds rook. me of what Ryan, of what Ryan Shazier went through his uh, first year, but he's biting on every, both of those guys they're biting on every play action in the world any type of run action that the quarterback is doing in the backfield those guys are biting all over the place that's why linebackers is getting behind them um and and we're not good at the point of attack with the nose tackle touch and i wanted to ask you you know the case of hampton ain't walking through that door no more god i wish he was um but how can we get better at the point of attack, because the worst thing you can do to a defense is run straight at them. And in that third and fourth quarter, 49ers straight up punked. Right. Pittsburgh. They did. They did. They, 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 they punked them touch. They ran right at them. And what defense? You've never seen that from a Steeler defense. People would do little misdirections. People would not run directly at us. And that's not still a football when guys have been running right at us. So how do we fix this? When how do we fix that? Uh, you know what? One of the things that I think is, uh, Mike, the way you fix it is uh, get Vince Williams back out there because he's, he, you know, he's the downhill thumper. Uh, you know, Mark Barron and and Devin Bush have have been having trouble getting off blocks, and uh, uh, you know, I, I think the, you know, I think that. Uh, Cam and uh, Stefan have been playing well. Uh, you know, we, we we watched the film. They were playing well. They, they they're getting a push, but it it it's it's like Cam said. You know, they're not they're not in the gaps when the when they should be, and that's where that's where the 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 uh, holes are, are are falling. And one of the things. If you if you start running a steady diet of outside zone, and you're flowing to the ball, okay, and then you run the counter trap, you get caught flat footed, and 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 uh, you know I'm talking about the linebackers. I would say this, Mayor Mike, and and uh, most humbly, 
would put this out here. We watched it, saw it down there live, and right. watched it on film. Um, I would take issue with saying the nose tackle is probably, it's not the problem. Yeah, it's not the problem. All right, Javon and, and Danny McCullers. All right, I, Danny gets out of position now and then. That I'll give you. Yeah. But Javon, no. But the thing about it is you've got and, – and I take also on Bridge of saying San Francisco ran right at him. They ran counter trap. They ran misdirection, all those things. It wasn't about just stuffing that counter lead that they ran. All right, that's still a counter, and they start one way and come back they, another. It's a bend back lead. Yeah, it's a bend back, okay? Yeah. And I, I get what you're saying. you got to be more physical and stay in your gaps. A couple times, Stefan Tuitt, who has been playing monster football, the guy was just – to me, you watch some of the stuff he does. He was throwing McGlinchey around and stuff like that, but he got banged inside, right. and then the linebackers are not making the plays that they need to make. Yeah. And, and sometimes the end man on the line gets too far up yeah. the field, and that, that creates a problem. Yeah, and, and when, when, you, when you get on different levels, that's what makes the outside zone work. It's always all 11. You yeah. might have one guy breaking down, but yeah. somebody has got to be there to, to be able to make the play also. And, and Mayor Mike, uh, Stefan Tewitt ate Mike Person alive. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, uh, and, and, and Cam played well. But, you know, one of the things, and, and I agree, Javon Hargrave plays – what we were talking up and over, up and under, rather. He 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 plays absolutely. He, he's, he's he's not low, getting man. blocked off the uh, taken off the ball. Daniel plays a little high. Yeah, you know, uh, McCullers. He, he does. Yeah, he does. He, yeah, he, he does. He stands up. Yeah, that's where he gets he stands up. up. Yeah, he yeah. has problems. He gets yeah. out of position. Yeah. But again, I understand okay. what you're saying, bro. But they they've got to figure it out. And just like Terrell Edmonds told me the other night, you know, it's about playing that gap sound and not playing anything more than that. Yeah. It's the old go back to Belichick pointing at his guys, saying, "Do your job, do your job, do your job." That's what it's about. Oh, okay, guys, I appreciate that. And uh, last question for you, Wolf, uh, and I'll take that take your answer off the air. Um, how do you think? Um, uh, Villanova is playing because Stan and Charlie Batch also said that he has not been playing well. Yeah, we and maybe the two point and maybe the two point going back to the two point stand as you suggested. Maybe more. I think Randolph would be better with twenty one and twenty two personnel. And I'll take your answer off that. Yeah, thank you, brother. Thanks for the call, Mayor Mike. I don't uh, know how Villanova's doing, but Villanueva. Villanueva. <laughs> I got you. I'm just teasing. Um, uh, Al Al has has played better. We've seen him play better. Phil Villanova <laughs> from the Raiders. No, 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 no. Villanova. No, oh, what's no Villanova's the college. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know I know about Villanova. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, let's see, where was I? Oh, with, Villanova. Yeah, with with Al. Al has played better yeah. um, in the past, but you know, at the same time, you got to give him the opportunity to get after it and get the job done yeah, better. Yeah, You're yeah. right. I mean, you know, that's the way it is. That offensive line in its entirety has not been playing up to its right. standard. Yeah. You know, they, they got to get their hand in the dirt, come off the ball. All, yeah. I mean, all of them, all five of them has got to be able to get the job done. Yeah. And uh, especially with the offensive line, it's hard to pick out one guy because right. they are, the machinations of what they do are so intertwined. Yeah. But, yeah, he's they all got to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, it's 412-919-1316. Let's go to Larry in Massachusetts. Uh, welcome to the locker room, Larry. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How you doing? Good, good. I haven't been able to get to, get a hold of you this year, so this is my first call in. All right. I just, yeah. 
You know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I heard Seward on there and given his uh, little uh, Newt Rockney, and, and I couldn't help but think of John Bellucci and the Animal House. Yeah. You got to love him. <laughs> He's on a roll. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, uh, just uh, you hear a lot of things and, you know, conjecture and all that kind of stuff. Everybody got an idea. I'm just, this is a question. Uh, we hear so much about this offensive line. We hear about Munchek leaving. We hear about they don't know how to block running. They're, they're, they're a finesse in betting how to block their passes. They're getting old. Uh, all of those kinds of things. And I sit back and I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. And I wanted to know what your take is on that. Well, I don't think they're getting old. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think they've got to, They've got to uh, buckle up and play. Uh, you know, they, they've they got to come out. You know, one of the things you, you talk about, uh, the finesse blocking. Well, you can't help but finesse block if you're out of a two-point stance, Larry. Uh, you can't yeah. – if you don't got your hand in the dirt, you can't come off the ball. And I think they're running uh, – you know, because they're running a lot of shotgun, uh, I, you know, you're not going to come off the ball. You get, you've got to play – uh, horizontal. You can't play straight down, uh, straight down the field, uh, and that's the way. You know, uh, we we like Wolf and I have always said that we couldn't play today because the way they block uh, sideline to sideline. Uh, you know, we were comfortable coming off the ball, head button you, we throwing our fists, yeah, throwing yeah. your our fists into your ribs, and they don't block that way anymore. And uh, yeah. and, and maybe it's because. You can't coach that way anymore because uh, because of the headbutt thing and uh, the head injury thing. So uh, you got well, yeah you you got to get into you. So you, to, today you got to get into the guy and keep driving and not let the, the not, not let them get off the block. You know that. Then why don't they know that? They know that they know they're that they're, they're, just, they're just not doing it. Yeah. You know, it's not that they're well, not trying to do it. Understand that, you, you know? know. You know, well, I know. I, you know, when you when you can't headbutt, you got to be more violent with your hands. You got to have a little okay, bit more, yeah, uh, arm, arm swing. But you still got to bend my, the knees, right? And you got to get low. One, well, my last, my last point or question or whatever it is. <laughs> you start to sound like me, all, brother. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Well, I'm older than you. Come along. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, um, the question I get, whether it's whether talking about spring practice, not enough, too many, et cetera, et cetera, I always get down to that. Why are other teams succeeding? You know, and the same thing with this blocking scheme. Why aren't we and other teams are? That's that's a point. Uh, I think it's yeah. Well, we I, I don't have an answer to that, but well, I, but you know what I the forty nine the forty niners and the Seattle Seahawks they come off the ball. <laughs> Uh, and and they're not that good, but they just do a, they do a nice job of coming off the ball and staying with the block. And let me just say this to remember: players rise and players fall. There's an ascendancy and a descendancy. And I'm not saying who is or isn't. 
anything like that. All I'm saying is nobody stays the same. That's a Chuck Knoll yeah. mantra that he used to preach. Yeah. And you have to be – just because you were good last year at run blocking doesn't make you good this year at run blocking. Yeah, yeah. The the, the only thing that reminds constant is change. You're either getting yeah. better or you're getting worse every day. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Larry. we got to go to a break. Appreciate you, All brother. Right. we got to take a break, and we'll be back after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to the locker room. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch. And uh, talking about how you turn it around if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you want to get in on the conversation, it's 412-919-1316. So, Wolf, you know, it's not over, but um, how do you, you know, this week is going to be big. I mean, this is, the, the this Monday night, there are two desperate teams, and they are two desperate teams to get a win. And uh, so, how do you, you know? I, it's the focus that yeah. you put in during the week, right? Yeah, and it starts right now. I mean, uh, you understand uh, off today? Yeah, they're off today. So they, they start, but it even starts yeah, with their because it's a lo- it's a Monday right. night game. But even now, in your mind, you are really coming to grips with saying, "Man." We've got to do everything right, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, yeah. which means when you step foot on that practice field tomorrow, and even before, when you get to the classroom, you start watching the video, there better be a, a focus and intensity such as you have not reached yet. Right. Look, I talk about this all the time, and I truly believe it. There is a different RPM levels in your gourd that players ascend to. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind some guys, you know, they, they, they come along and they're lagging a little bit. You know, mentally, they're not as into the game, maybe as not you'd as like focused. them to be. Not you know, what's, what, what do we always get? Yeah, we, we always hear from coaches. What, what what do you hate to coach most? Somebody who doesn't care as much right. as you do. And that's what Malarkey said. I, you know, when I asked Mike Malarkey uh, years ago, uh, what's the toughest thing about coaching in the NFL? He says, when you're coaching guys that don't care as much as you do. That and, says a huge, yeah, huge yeah. thing about what, uh, you know, What's going on? And and I think, you know, it's not that guys don't care uh, maybe out there, but their intensity is not maybe as high as it should be. Right. You know, and one of the things I think that lacks is because of the fact you don't have the opportunity to go pads as much. Pads had a way of disciplining your mind and focusing you on you the upgrade. Because you couldn't loaf. You could. Because you'd get drilled. Yeah, you'd get your, you'd get the stuffing knocked out of you. Yeah. You know, you get that's embarrassing. Right. You don't you don't want to be, you know, getting knocked down your keister in right. front of the coaches and the boys. Yeah. Right? So pads every day had a way of focusing your intensity and preparing you for something coming up. Right. Because the hitting would get more fierce throughout the week on the bigger games. Yeah. It was always hard. Yeah. But sometimes you could tell it ratcheted up. There's more fist fights. There's, you know, bigger problems, right. you know, going on where, you know, you, you got uh, more one-on-one stuff and everything. And you're working hard, yeah. you know. And so it just naturally ascends to a higher RPM level in your gourd. And when Chuck was the head coach, your manhood was challenged every day. Sure. 
You 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 weren't absolutely, and it was a. There, there, I understand it's a different time, right? There there was no, there was no back off. There was no there was no Veterans Day off. <laughs> there was none of that, you know, uh, unless you were hurt. Right. Uh, and uh, your Veterans Day off was called being cut. Right, right. Yeah. All right, it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Let's go to Lincoln in Seattle. Lincoln, welcome to the locker room. Thank you, uh, brothers. How you doing today? Good. Fabulous, Good. brother. Hey, I uh, apologize. I didn't ask you, Wolf. I know you had knee surgery. Or yeah. did you have it over the uh, summertime? Let me tell you something. Back in February, February 19th to be exact, Dr. Paraselli, this guy's a magician, man, I'm telling you. He gave me, he gave me the greatest blessing. He got me a new knee, and I went to the Physical Therapy Institute, and they were just fantabulous. I, I rehabbed hard, and you know what? It's the best thing I've done since I left the game is getting oh, a new knee. Oh, that's great. It is. That's, I thank God. Hey, man, it's wonderful. Yeah, thank you, God. Yes, definitely. Um, I love the trade uh, with the uh, tight end. I think that I think you guys are right on. Uh, I've been wishing this for a couple years that they'd be doing this, and uh, and now since he's like um, uh, he's in his third year, and then he's got a fourth year, and if he if he can prove that he's good, then we can sign him. You know, I, I think that's fantastic, and uh, I think it's a good thing for us, and uh, I hope he does very well for us in the running game. Um, also, I'd like to talk about Hayward uh, being the leader. Um, I love what he said. I think the locker room needed that uh, very much of not pointing a finger at anybody. Right. At um, being better players and stuff like that. I think that's that. Uh, I think that's fantastic. And I'd like to thank you guys for uh, helping me out with my. I bless your medication. You seem to keep it uh, <laughs> <laughs> low <laughs> with your radio station. Yeah. You guys keep it calm and day. No worries. We'll get through this. And uh, and I just like the the way they're going. And uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. And, and Lincoln, this is Nick's uh, uh, fourth season. Nick, it's oh, it's the, his fourth. Yeah, yeah, it's his fourth season, and it's the last uh, year of his rookie contract. And last so, year he had almost thirty catches. Yeah, you know and, what? Yeah, he, and, and he, you know what? I, I watched him on film uh, when we were getting ready for Seattle. I, I was very impressed. Uh, you know, very, very well, impressed. Well, coming from you, then he's going to do good. Then, yeah, uh, I think so, that. Lincoln. Yeah, thanks for the call, Lincoln. God bless. Right, God, God bless, bless brother. Stay chilled. Yeah, that's all. Stay yeah. chilled. Yeah, don't uh, don't to, get scared now. Yeah, don't get don't be a scared. Yes, I mean to, to quote the great Mike Merriweather. Yeah, don't get scared now. Yeah, I mean yeah. you're we're in the middle of it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Besides, you're already dirty. Yeah, George. yeah, that's right, right. <laughs> all right, it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Let's go to Joe in Texas. Joe, welcome to the locker room. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Good. Hey, buddy. listen. First, a comment, a comment, and then a question. Comment is, you know, I'm down here in Cowboys country, and last year at this time, I believe the Cowboys are going into a two and five record, and even uh, someone uh, like Troy Aikman was saying, "Heck, they need to redo the Cowboys from top to bottom." Well, they didn't redo the Cowboys from top to bottom. 
and the Cowboys ended up in the playoffs. So I do think there's a lot of people who are panicking. 0-3, I think the Steelers can recover, and I think that they can end up in the playoffs. It's going to come down to us versus the Ravens, as it always does. Yeah. Okay. Now, my question. My question is this. There's a lot of comments about putting uh, Mason Rudolph under center. Right. And you know, to help get the, the running game going. Okay, now we see that. You guys see that. Tomlin must see that. And Fickner must see that. Why don't they do something about that? Well, I mean, what is going through their mind? How do the how do coaches approach that as far as maybe experimentation or whatever you want to call it? Okay, so here's my theory. And I don't I don't know that if it's accurate, but I think they feel that Mason is more comfortable out of shotgun, and uh, um, but I, I and that's I, what he did at yeah, LSU. Yeah, that's what he you know these got these college quarterbacks are all in shotgun. So, but uh, I don't think it's going to hold true for this week. I think the uh, you know you're going to see a little change this week. Okay. Well, you know, again, you know, if you think back to even uh, Ben. And the complaint was, or one of the questions was, why doesn't he sneak? Why not a quarterback sneak? Right. Time and time again, why not a quarterback sneak? Well, you know, again, what is Tomlin and, and others seeing that maybe we're not? Why, why don't coaches kind of exper- experiment or try things at least? Well, a lot of it had to do with Ben. Ben was a shotgun guy out of, court, out of college. He's... Obviously, 16 years into it, he knows what he wants. So he, you talk a lot with the offensive coordinator, and he has better field of view or you know vision from that uh, shotgun. You you want to go with what your quarterback feels more comfortable with, and that was what Ben wanted to do. But I, I, I'm I'm with you, buddy. I, I like I the quarterback think... sneak. I like the quarterback sneak in, in third and one. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I thought you were okay. talking about the shotgun. I know he confused. was talking about the quarterback oh, sneak. Okay. All right, yeah, quarterback okay. still works. Yeah. You got to give the guy right. a good goose, though. Yeah. But but basically, you know, all right. So you're talking about you got to like get a, the coaches have to get a feel for what the players really want to do and what they're best at, and they really don't like to get into any experimentation. Or is that it, basically? Uh, I I don't know. I, you know, here's here's what they do, uh, Joe. They they watch film all week long. So that they they put together a game plan, what they think would work against, uh, you know, in this case Cincinnati, and and so they're going to go with uh, uh, with that, and so uh, you know experimentation doesn't, you know, uh, you know they're they're going to go with what they what they do best and what they feel will work best against the the Bengals. Now they do a five man front. Uh, when we used to face a five man front, we'd run the counter trap. Uh, that was a that was a, a solid play against the five man front. Right. So we'll see what happens. Okay. All right, we're going to the playoffs. Yeah. Good. I like that confidence. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for the call. Now, that's where I thought he was going with the conversation. I apologize that uh, I, I whiffed on the uh, quarterback. It's snake. okay. It's okay. You were talking about something else. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was just explaining. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones. It's 412-919-1316. Let's go to Juan in Charleston. Juan, welcome to the locker room, brother. Hey, good morning, my brother. Good morning. How are you doing, brother? 
doing great, doing great, my brothers. I just want to say that I love the trade for the tight end, and um, I think he's going to help the team with fans. You know, I just want to say to like all the fans who always got something to say, "Why right, keep training with draft picks?" I rather get guys who's already in the league that are taking a chance on draft picks and might end up with a bust. What do you guys think? You know, I, I I think that you know they traded the draft pick that they got for Josh Dobbs uh, for this uh, for this guy. I think it's a good trade. I do too. But can we say is anybody like surprised that there's this much wheel and dealing? Right. There's been a lot, and this yeah. is very this is different. Yeah, and and uh, because you know you know Kevin Colbert always always says if we can better our football team we're going to do it if we're going to better our roster we're going to do it and so they're they're doing it and uh uh you know i, I i'm not worried about losing draft picks at all one uh you know i think the uh, minka fitzpatrick trade was a great trade uh and actually in five play in uh f- with uh just one one day of one week of practice he showed his medal uh and he tackles well uh, he plays the ball well, and he's he's going to be, and he strips the ball. So, you know, I like the trade, and uh, we're going to see how Nick Vanette works uh, uh, with us as well. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I was telling everybody, with the Minka trade, I told everyone we was going to love it because I'm a Bama fan, and that guy, when he was at Bama, he was balling. So, hope he continue it. Absolutely, and I think he will. We're just we're just scratching the surface with this guy, right? Yeah, this guy's gonna be a player. Uh, I mean, he is a player. Uh, he is a good player, and uh, I think that now that he's just playing uh, safety, he's gonna be better and better and better. Yes, my brothers, I agree with y'all. All right, Juan. Thanks for the call. Thank you, my brother. Take care, bro. Take care, buddy. All right, uh, so it's 412-919-1316 if you want to get in on the conversation. Uh, one of the things uh, that we're going to talk about, uh, Wolf, I got a question for you. Yes, and I, I want you to I want you to visit. How confident are you that Ben is going to bounce back from this surgery? We're gonna, I'm going to hear your answer. After the after the break, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, this is like a professional tease. Yeah, yeah. this is like well done, well yeah. played, Chalupa. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not looking for a well played. I'm just thinking. Well, that you I gotta... just want to congratulate you. Yeah. We're a quarterback. All right, all right, we're gonna take a break and we'll be back. On account, I miss this all the time. Yeah, more, I, I totally screw this. More up stuff. I'm on it. You're in the locker room with Tunchy Wolf. This is an in the locker room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24 hour home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24 7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Hi, right, we're back. With my Sharona. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a great song. It is a good song. All right, uh, we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in the locker room. And what, one of the things, uh, how confident are you that uh, Ben is going to be able to come back from this surgery uh, and be playing next year? I, I'm very confident. Right. I, You know, I, I look at his career and his whole career 
speaks of one thing, and that's a guy who overcomes a lot of odds. Right. You and know what I mean? Very competitive. Very competitive. Yeah. I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, they say he can't play because he's got the the foot thing going on or it was, you know, yeah. uh, something else, you know. He, he, he just keeps, you know, coming back. And I, I think it speaks to his tenacity and his great ability to overcome injury. You know, I mean, he's a competitor. Yeah. And competitors compete, and the way you compete is to rehab. All right, so let me ask you something. Are you worried that he's going to be 38 when he comes back from this surgery? Um, I, You know, I don't think – another year's 38-year-old Terry Bradshaw, yeah. Yeah. I took a lot of beating back then. Ben took a lot of beating earlier in his career. Right. Um, but I think uh, it's – I, I I'm not worried about the 38. I think he's he's he'll be good. Well, surgery is much more effective today than in our day. Uh, you know, surgery uh, you know looks a lot better. I mean, to you, uh, back then they didn't even fix ACLs. They just took them out. Right. Yeah, and they took your ACL out. Right. No, well, no, I could add reconstruction. But, but they only took like 25 percent of the time, as it was explained to me. Yeah. Right. And but, so I just you just hey. Cut it out. Let's go. Yeah, because you would have been facing eighteen month rehab. Right, it's yeah. a, a long yeah. rehab. Uh, so today's surgery is, is a lot better. So I, you know, I, I'm uh, because of the focus that Ben displays and the comp- his competitive nature, and he wants to get another Super Bowl. I think he, I, I I agree with you. I think he's going to be able to come back, but. I do I am a little concerned of how you bounce back at 38 from surgery like that, you know? I mean I, I you know I, I don't bounce I, back from a new knee in my 60s. Yeah, you but know you, what I mean? you so you could go out and play football now. Well, no, cuz I couldn't play before. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The point being is um I think the surgery stuff is is so good now and the fact that he's got a, a full year run at it almost, right? You know, yeah, that, the, the, that it's early. Greatly, yeah, yeah. He, it's he, not like remember Casey Hampton came back from ACL surgery in in like six months, right? You know, and I was like, I was, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, somebody that big and strong is Casey. You think, man, that's going to carrying be, that much weight? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the best three hundred fifty pounds you'd yeah, ever that's see. That's right, right, right. Um, I. I look at it. I think there's no way he's not gonna. He's gonna be able to go. You know, before years up. Right. And here he came back stronger than ever. The next six months later. Right. Yeah. And but he was younger. He was younger. He I, was. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not doubting it. You know, and I'm. I'm praying that uh, Ben comes back. Uh, but 38 is 38. Uh, and you, you know, uh, and it's. We'll see what happens. Right. It's not yeah. the, you know, 38 is not the new 30. Right. Okay. Yeah. They, um, yeah. That, that whole that, thing about that. that, that whole thing 38 is, that, is yeah. 38. Let yeah. me tell you, 61 is 61. Right. And Woo. 62 is 62. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, anyways, um, so, you know, I, I, the, the, you know, I just, the, the, the one thing that I'm wondering is uh, how, how much of the rehab, how strenuous the rehab, how hard will be the rehab and uh, uh i would imagine it's going to be pretty right. strenuous yeah you know what i mean and he started he's probably back into town now uh oh, yeah 
And so he's starting right now. Yeah, maybe he didn't hang out there in uh, L.A. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, hobnobbing with the stars and that sort of thing, you know? Hobnobbing with the stars? Well, he you went know. out there for surgery. Well, I know, but afterwards, you know, because yeah, he put you, that arm in a sling. I, I mean, you, I, I know you like hobnobbing with the stars. <laughs> I, Kevin Cronin, anybody yeah, know where he lives? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Kev. <laughs> that would lead to some awkward moments, wouldn't it? Yes, very awkward with you. Uh, you, you know, uh, you're the you're the kind of guy that gets the the stars map in in Hollywood, and you go, okay, okay, there, there, there's uh, there, there, there's uh, hey uh, hey whoa yeah. whoa whoa yeah. When you talk about maps yeah. and doing stupid things, nothing beat Ohio pile. When we, you, me, Ricky Woods, Ted Peterson, right, and and, and I think it was Mark also on a Mark Peterson, yeah, right. When we did Ohio Pile and we right. had a map and they had these X marks like danger spots, right. Don't go there, yeah. And, and you're like, come on, we can hit each one, <laughs> and then we were stupid enough to to listen to you, yeah. We pretty near died that day because you were stupid. You suggested that we should hit all these. Really scary spots and rough spots, right? And was, we listened to and you. It was fun. It wasn't fun when we all bailed, we got thrown out of the ra- the raft. Yeah, it was fun. It uh, was not. I, fun. I remember when they said how uh, 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 when they they asked us what our experience was, and we said experts. <laughs> That was stupid. All that right. was stupid. A- anyways, uh, uh, it's 412 Do you know how many stupid things you've gotten me into over the 40 years that you and I have been friends? Um, A couple. Yeah. <laughs> 412-919-1316. Uh, all right. So um, uh, let me ask you a question. How yes. many How many wins? How many wins do you think it's going to take to make the playoffs? Wow. How many wins? Mm-hmm. The AFC know. North. Uh, you know, this is looking interesting because Bal- look at Baltimore right now. They're two and one. Right. I mean, our big whoa. Yeah. Um, you might get away with uh, eleven wins somewhere in there. Uh, you know what? I I, I think it's I, I think you think less. Yeah. You yeah. think this could be more? One I, of those. I, uh, I, I think I think you're half gonna of get them in. are below eight hundred or five hundred, and I, half are above. No, I, I don't think you're gonna. Be at it below five hundred or at five hundred, but I think you think ten and, and ten wins. Okay. I think ten wins it's going to take, uh, and I think maybe you could sneak in at nine wins. Uh, you know, uh, wow, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm just saying that. I, yeah, I, I feel, you know, pretty confident that nine wins will get ten wins will get you in. Nine wins can get you in. Uh, and you know, and, and it's starting. So know. you think about Baltimore, and you think after that 50 plus point output week one, you think, you know, they're capable of winning right. some games, but yeah. now they're coming back to earth a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, well, they lost to Kansas City. Right. And Kansas City is playing lights out, and they are 3 and 0. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so they they're possible. I, Eleven. I could see them hitting. Yeah. Right. But you know. That's the point. But I was making. You, you make a wild. You know. You can you can sneak in as a wild card. Uh. You know that. Right. That's one of the. And you know it, it it'll be interesting to see after the 2020 season, 2021. Do they add playoff? They, they do they add more playoff teams to. Uh, more oh, wild card way down there. Yeah, what's way, that? You're looking way down. Yeah, uh, you know out. what? Because that's what we do. 
Uh, that's what we do. All right, it's 412-919-1316. Uh, you know, one of the things that— Well, we're talking about 9 or 10 wins or 11 wins now. Right. Not when they get add the yeah, wild no, card. No, no, I understand. Are oh, you confusing me? See, see, you, you talk about me jumping from one tangent to another. You all of a sudden you're talking 2021. Right. Well, I was I'm pointing like, okay, that out. I was, I was pointing out that they may increase the wild card teams. Well, I understand, but you were asking me about this year, not 2021. Right. Yeah. Well, I just uh, you know went off. I went off of your response. Uh, and uh, oh, just so to, somebody else gets out there a little bit. Yeah, too. right, right, right. Yeah. Let, uh, let yeah. us me thou reel you in, my what, brother. What What are you saying? I, you know, you, you, you use the there. old English. Well, a little yeah. King James. Yeah, there, you know yeah. what I mean. All right. Okay. So let me ask you something. How How confident are you that Mason Rudolph is going to turn it around because he had a full game under his? A full start under his belt. Oh, he's just going to get better. Yeah. I really believe in this young man. Look, we saw him manifest a great deal of improvement from last year to this year throughout minicamp and OTAs, all that stuff. Into preseason, he wins the battle with Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs is is no sloucher as far as being a quarterback. I I, I liked him. Um, Mason really looks like a guy who's studious, who's – uh, ability to you know game plan and well everybody talks about everyone yeah, talks his, about his study his habits discipline yeah. and his study habits are you know they're already well known around yeah. the facility down there so I expect him to do nothing but get better we yeah. saw the first half it was a little rough we saw yeah. the second half whoop he started to light it up a little bit right. now if he can put the first ha- second half uh, into the first half of this coming night uh, night game with Cincinnati I'll be excited about it. And then have a good, strong finish. He is fully capable. He's got a good arm. He understands the game plan. And he is he is uh, one of those guys, I think he's got that inner steel. When things go wrong a little bit, he right. doesn't doesn't get freaked out. Intestinal fortitude. Yeah, that yeah. would be it. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I agree with you. I, I just think, you know, uh, I think that, that pa- this past Sunday – was a very good learning experience for him because he learned now. Okay, this is how this is what it takes to be a starter. Remember, uh, yeah. Let me let me just interject for a moment. Remember when we've had those? You had a tough game, right. Lyle Azale. I had right. a tough game, right? Um, with Ruan Jones, right? One of the things you think about there is there is there you can give way to panic real easy in an NFL game when things seem to be going out of control and you don't have any control over the things that are going out of control, why you, you, you missed a rush or a blitz or a missed a play, you start to you have that inner sense of things are starting to escape me and it's getting panicky time. And then you got to lock down and focus. Right. You know what I mean? You can't allow the doubts and all that creeping stuff to get into your gourd where you start to play worse because you're thinking about the last play and the last play before that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's that. That is one of those self-fulfilling prophecies where you just simply you worry about something and suddenly you keep worrying and it takes you down a rabbit hole that you can't emerge from. You've seen guys melt down during right, the game. Right, yeah. All right, who was the tackle that gave up, was it seven sacks or six sacks to Derek Thomas? Yeah. 
All right? I mean, that's a nightmare of a game. That was a guy Andy, from C- um, uh, Seattle. Yeah, it was Andy something. Andy Heck. But I don't think it? he gave a ball of the sacks because I think uh, oh, yeah, he only like played, five on, of them. Yeah, played on both only, sides. He gave up at least four or five yeah, of yeah, the, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. seven sacks. Yeah. But the point being is that this can happen. It right. can happen with anybody. And it in, for Mason, you take a little bit of, of, of shrapnel, in that first half, he comes back stronger in the second half. I like that. Right. Yeah. And and you know he stood tall in the pocket. It didn't uh, panic. No, he didn't. Uh, and so you know that's why. Like and then, um, you know what? The, the the I always talk about. I always say that there's a point of reference that you have, and you know this this the fact that he bounced back from the first half and played well in the second half is going to be a point of reference for him. And so as he prepares for Monday night game. Now, here's another question. How nervous is it starting on Monday night? How nervous? How, how nervous do you get starting on Monday night? Oh, um, I would say pretty nervous. Yeah, pretty nervous. Because um, you get all day to wait. Yeah. Yeah. You got the all... better part is you're, you're at home. Yeah. Because, um, well, then that yeah, I don't know. Be... Sometimes that's worse because then yeah. if you got family around you, you don't want to be that, right. That's right. not good. Yeah, you, you're you're so focused that you don't yeah. want to talk to yeah. anybody. The point, be- <laughs> the point being is, yeah, Monday night football is um, one of those times that can make you a little bit nervous. But the fact is, I think getting his feet wet before in this game, yeah. such as did San Francisco. I think that's um, that's good enough, and you got to go into it, and he's got to be confident. Yeah, you've got to have that confidence. You got to remain confident because if you don't believe in yourself, right, no one else is gonna. I, I remember my first start was on Monday night, and uh, I kept thinking Howard Cosell was gonna say typical rookie mistake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see that yeah, happening. I, I can see that uh, uh, that ringing through my uh, uh, my ears, but it went it went well. Yeah, it went well. All right, uh, he's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in the locker room. Uh, we'll be back uh, to close out the show. Uh, by the way, if you want to get in on a conversation, it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Touch, and you are in the locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Do you like Ario better or Stevie Ray Vaughan better? Oh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's not good blues is just uh, the best blues stuff. is Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters is great. Well, Muddy Waters, no, no question about it. I, I well, Muddy, Muddy wasn't wasn't the guitarist that yeah, Stevie was. Yeah, but he had Johnny Winter playing guitar with him. And Johnny Winter was not as good as Stevie. Yeah, Ray. I think Sorry. Johnny Winter was. No, uh, I think Muddy, Johnny Winter was very good. I no. saw Muddy Waters at Chicago Stadium. Willie Dixon was in the crowd. Oh. He came up. That's and, cool. And then clapped. You, you saw Taj Mahal too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw uh, 
It was Eric Clapton, Muddy Waters, Willie Dixon, and Johnny Winter on the stage at the That's same time. Cool. It was a great concert. It course, was a great uh, concert. I hung out and talked to Kevin Cronin. You know, <laughs> so. you know I didn't talk to. I didn't meet Muddy Waters. I didn't meet Willie Dixon. I didn't meet Johnny. That's what Winter. I was about to ask you. But, you, know, but, did you meet no, these I didn't guys? meet any of them. Wow. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not a. I'm star. so sorry for you. I, I'm not a star chaser like you. <laughs> All right. What a uh, hater. He's it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Um, you know, uh, one of the things, uh, uh, Kevin. Uh, uh, Gorman in today's paper talked about uh, X Man stepping up and putting that debacle yet last year in Denver. Right. I don't think that's a debacle. Uh, you know, he tried to run over that guy, and I would have done the same thing. You know, you would've know, put the ball in the other. Yeah, arm, but, but yeah, well, you know what it be, and and of course it it's a a low light uh, for his career. But I, I didn't blame him. I would have done the same thing. I would have tried There's to no run question. over the guy. Um, the guy was coming up to force the issue. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, you're 260 pounds. You yeah. put the shoulder down, but you don't put the shoulder down with the ball in, in that arm. Yeah. You know, and that's run something. Him over. Yeah, you, you, it's something you learned. Like yeah. Jesse James. Right. You know, go over the goal line and, and hang onto the ball. Run through the man. You know what I mean? It's. These are these are their their lessons. Right. Hey, I had to learn. You know, right. sit we had down. To learn. Yeah, a one on one pass rush. Yeah. You know, you get the you punch, you move, and and all of a sudden, if you know, if you if you blink or or you know drop your head, you're getting severe trouble. And then right. somebody right. goes around you and sacks the quarterback. Right. Right. You don't know how bad it feels with. 80,000 people screaming, right? And you walk up to your no quarterback. No place to hide. Yeah, you 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 help him up, right? Yeah. And you're the guy that let his guy right. just mulchify him. Yeah, right? you're the guy That's... that lets your guy mulch him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Not that... his guy. I didn't say his guy because yeah, he's a quarterback. Yeah, you said his guy. No, I said... Your guy no, is you the said guy. His guy. No, I did not. Yes, you did. I think you're full of baloney. Yeah, you're. Uh, all right, four one two nine one nine. You're holding me down, man. Yeah, you, 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 you're holding yourself down. All <laughs> right, let's go to Marcus in Tennessee. Marcus, welcome to the locker room. What's going on, my guy? How you guys doing? Good. Doing good. How Marcus. you doing, brother? Okay, man, I'm doing good, man. I got a lot of things to get out, and I'm not sure how much time I'm gonna have. Okay, so the first thing I need to get out of here is. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Steeler Nation in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. We represent Steelers, you know what I'm saying, in foreign foreign land. Okay. We always represent So I'll give that shout-out. And uh, Touch, I mean, uh, yeah, Touch, you said you think that nine a nine-win season can get in. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. I think, I think Baltimore is going to slow down. I'm thinking we're going to speed up because those guys are too talented to keep playing this bad. Uh, they're going to get better. I just cannot believe they're going to play even worse than this because they're just too talented, man. So I'm looking for us to speed up and Cleveland to slow down. They're already in reality now because all, all the hype, hype from the preseason is pretty much done. So that's that's facing reality. So I'm thinking our guys are going to get better. Now I have a question for you guys. Uh, what do y'all think about our coordinators? I mean, I'm seeing some calls that I'm not sure who's making on offense. I'm seeing some calls I'm not sure who's making on defense. So I need to know what y'all think about, about our coordinators. And um, I'm going to say to our fans who keep saying, you know, Mike Tomlin, Jeff, and he, 
Kevin Coker is drafting players. Mike Tomlin is the coach. He's not the coach. He's not the GM. He's just the coach. And him and Kevin, you know, they work together. So everybody's putting all these players that don't work out, I guess, that on, on Coach Tomlin. But Coach Tomlin is not the only one that's pulling the trigger on these, you know, drafts and these trades or whatever. And our team is still out making deals. I mean, I've never seen this before in, in a sort of team that can deal this many deals and this, you know, this, this good, you know, started the season like this. So, I'm seeing them guys, they're trying to get better, but those guys just got to do better on the field, and, you know, and it takes, you know, a lot of, you know, time and patience. But I do believe Monday night is going to be Mason Rudolph come out show. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? I think that, that too. You know, let, let's go back to what you're, you know, all you're saying. Marcus, one of the things about drafting, it's not an exact science. And uh, right. uh, I always, I used to always say it's like a box of Cracker Jacks. You don't know what you got until you open up the prize. Uh, and and you don't know, right? And and uh, these guys, you don't know. Now, I love the, uh, the trades of Minka Fitzpatrick and, uh, uh, and Nick Vanette uh, because both those those guys can play and uh, you know they're 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 gonna help uh, this team. Uh, you know I, I I like our coordinators. I like uh, I like Randy Feedner and I like uh, Keith Butler. Uh, you know one of the things that we do is we watch them coach and they're good coaches. No uh, doubt. And you know what. You can't, you know, you uh, uh, the the production on the field. The player is responsible for that. He is responsible right. for how he plays, and uh, and and you know what? And I think that you know the way you hear from what Cam said and what T.J. Watt has said, and uh, for what Terrell Edmonds said, uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna see these guys, and they're 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 desperate to turn it around. And when you're a desperate football team, uh, that's a good place to be. One of the things that I've, I've always said about the Steelers is they do much better with their backs against the wall. You know, they, they don't do well from ahead, but they do well when their backs are against the wall. I, I, I truly believe you. I know uh, a lot of my friends are like, man, why aren't you going out? Why aren't you going crazy? I said, well, back in 2005, when Jerome fumbled that ball in Indianapolis, People actually had heart attacks. Because of that. <laughs> yeah, that is for bro. I'm serious. I know. I know a few stories I've heard where people were in bars, fell off stools, and I mean, I was in my home and I fell to the floor. I'm like, I did not want that to be Jerome's end. But at the same time, man, you, you can't stress yourself out to the point where you're gonna pass out or fall out or have a heart attack, man. This is a game at the end of the day. And those players are the ones playing the game, wishing here cheering. So I learned to calm myself down. And then when I hear you guys talk, it makes me even calmer. Because, man, I mean, so many people are trying to jump ship. I mean, they're just talking crazy. I mean, look, if y'all don't understand football and understand this team, and I'm like you, we do play better when I'm back against the wall. So I'm looking for Mason Rudolph to have a come-out party on Monday night against some Bengals, and then we just start on a roll from there, man. So uh, I'm, I'm looking for those guys to get better because this is just not how we play. We play a lot better than this, a lot more disciplined. We were just in the wrong places, man, um, at the game. And we just 
just gave up too many big third downs. So I'm, I mean, and that's kind of been been our problem for the last couple of years. Why do you think? Why, why do y'all think we keep giving up a lot of those thirds and sixteens and thirds and seventeens? How did that get out of hand like that? Well, it happens, and it, it don't take this. Don't make it universal. This doesn't happen all the time. You know, this is one of these three week periods where things are not going along. And part of the problem is number one, if your offense is not possessing the ball, your defense is out there a long time. If your defense is out there a long time, you tend to give up bigger plays and more plays. And also, you get worn down by the second half, and it just becomes a problem. You've got to have an offense that takes over and gets time of possession. That's why they keep time of possession. Time of possession is important. Right, right, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, like, if we give Mason a couple more games, the offensive line a couple more games to kind of figure out how he, how you know, we need to block for him. We we, we got to get something going on with that running game. I mean, Kyle is doing fine. He can't fumble the ball, and he doesn't normally fumble. I can't if I can't remember. But I mean, we got to protect that ball and then run the ball. So hopefully, the offensive line would be as good. And we've been talking about all preseason, like one of the best lines in the NFL. They've got to step up to the challenge. And we got to get this thing on, on track. But I yeah. think Mason, more games with him, I believe he's going to be good, man. That's a good young man, and we, we all need to ride it behind him. And I think they are. We just need a couple more games in his belt, bro, and I think he's going to be fine for sure. Yeah. I, I, I agree, Mark. Thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it, yeah. And and I think the uh, when we were talking about the Steelers' offensive line being the one, one of the best in the NFL, they have to play. You like play one of the best. All right, let's go to Jason in New Hampshire. Jason, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you getting me on at the end. Um, I just wanted to make a quick, quick comment on what the discussion you guys were having earlier um, about Ben and whether or not he'll come back. I believe he wants to come back. I believe it's in right. his extreme desire to want to come back. But here's the thing, and just kind of a devil's advocate question. I love Ben. I was actually at the game, at the Hurricane Gene game that he started, his very first one. Right. Um, and so he means a lot to me. However, should he come back? I guess is my question. Should he? I mean, granted, you were mentioning how he's 38, but what does that do? And I really don't know. This is a question for you guys. What does that do to Mason Rudolph after having practically a whole year I know that does great for development, but how would that be, you think, for him coming, going back to the bench? And I'll go off, I'll go off the air. To All listen. right, thanks, brother. But I'll give you one, the, the one rule that I, I've come to really believe in. It's the Colbert rule. You don't do nothing until you have to. Right, right. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do. you got to play this out. It's great for Mason to be able to get this time in, but don't make any judgments. Right, off. and you know what? The uh, the other thing is uh, I, I believe that Ben wants to come back. What I'm concerned with is the 38-year-old bones. Uh, 38-year-old bones are not like 28-year-old bones. Uh, but you know what? They're, they've they've made a lot of advancements in surgery, and so maybe he will come back from that. All right, uh, coming up next is the Mike Tomlin press conference. Uh, Mike will face uh, the uh, Pittsburgh media and answer all sorts of questions about how they turn it around. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. Thank you, Greg. You did an outstanding job, and we'll be back after this. <laughs> 